Hix Radio, WCPX 66.6 on the highway. With me, your host, your easy listening rider, Django Nudo. Uh, me, the boom, boom, smart peddler. I was going to say Hell's Angels or Third Support Wheel. Um, no clue there at all what this theme week is. But of course, before we get to that, a um, couple of things to get out of the way. Uh, first of all, um, I've been kind of um, going to be taking a bit of a backseat or riding pillion in this week as I've been slightly absent due to this new craze called COVID. Yeah, you, you always jump the bandwagon. Well, I have to tell you, though, don't don't believe what people tell you. It's not fun. No. I tried it. And, mm. you know, I was in bed for two days and not for a fun reason. No, I don't want it. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, don't. Don't try it. Mm. I know it's all the craze and everybody has it now. I know, yeah. Kids, if you're listening, you know, just because your friends have it or because there's some cool new variant out there, you know. Don't, don't try feel- this at home. No, exactly. <laughs> Get your yeah, kicks I'm, on. I feel sorry for you, but I, I hope you're better now. Feeling better on a path to recovery. Good. So, um so yeah, apologies because of that slightly delayed updating on the theme week. And I, much to my shame, I haven't done a top 10 for most viewed films for last week. So hopefully people are still finding things to watch. Um, and I will try to get a newsletter out this week as well. So we're working on it. Great. But this is what happens when you slip behind. So last pod on the women in prison, we neglected two of the most important women in prison films on in our collection. So we should give them a brief mention now, just in case somebody risks missing them because they don't find them any other way. So the first one is Jungle Warriors. Yay. Um, which is um, th- one of the great tropes, which is that a bunch of gorgeous women on a plane uh, go down into tropical location and forced to fight for their lives. Now, this could actually be the plot of more than one film on cult picks because that's also the plot for is it Spider Island? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And but no, in this case, it's models on a way to a shoot in a Latin American location, and they end up with some evil Latin American drug lord in prison, breaking out just as the mafia arrives. Sybil Danning shoots and. Whereas very little. Sounds great. Yeah, we were talking about the uh, the uh, um, jungle theme of many of these women in prison films. As was indeed the second one that we neglected to mention, which was the hot box, which mm. is has a special distinction because it's part of uh, the great Roger Corman output of women in prison films. Yeah, but it also featured a very young um, assistant director who would be given. Um, Bigger responsibilities by Corman and eventually going on to directing his own films, Jonathan Demme. I'm Ah, sure you've heard of him. Mm. So, yeah, who famously for Something Wild, Stop Making Sense with Talking Heads, and of course, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. One of the greatest genre films ever to win an Oscar. Exactly. Yes. And that's where he came from. Yeah. So great. From the stable of Corman. Stable of Corman, just like Cameron, just like Scorsese. Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, you know, all these greats we talked about. So, So yeah, do check those out if you haven't watched them yet. So, The Hotbox and Jungle Warriors. 
And we should also mention that it's a bit of a special pod, this one. Can you count it down or count yes. it up? Yes, uh, incredibly enough. And we have to go back to that sort of trope or discussion that they claim that most people who start a podcast, they <laughs> last for 10 of them. I so think, we yeah. basically lasted four of the of, the, of those 10. Yes, it's the big 4-0. Yep. Time for a midlife crisis. Maybe that's the 50th. But And that's not even for, during one year. It's less than a year that we made 40. Yeah, because we didn't, we didn't quite kick off at the same time as we launched Cold Picks because clearly mm. we had to focus on the website before we became too enamored with our own voices. Yeah. Um, but having launched it, we've stuck with it. So... Yeah. Indeed, we have. And, and we've also had some great guests, and we hope to add more guests in the future. Yes, we definitely do. We definitely need to improve on the guest yeah. um, thing. I mean, we haven't done badly. You know, twice Lisa Petrucci, and we've got great contributions from everybody from, from Agatha to professors of North Korean Godzilla films. Yeah, and, and Carl Abrahamson. Carl Abrahamson. Yeah. So it shows the potential of that. You know, definitely. We could do a lot yeah. more. So the next 40 there'll be more for sure um next one next week is going to be a special bit of a special one because of course it will be the one year anniversary of launching the website the streaming platform cult picks itself indeed incredible i know and after that i think a bit of a well-deserved easter break yeah we're gonna crack some eggs you have to crack some eggs to make an omelet you know yeah exactly you mm. know and even jesus took a bit of a rest after easter so yeah. That's true. Who are we? <laughs> he he hung out. <laughs> he hung around. Yeah. So mm. I think we can do no no less than that as well. But we sure. will be back and you know bigger, better, and with more interviews. Indeed. So I think that pretty much wraps it up in terms of the housekeeping from Cult Picks before we get to the big bad double theme week. Effectively, this is this one has been rolling for. Yeah, you know, across two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's still just scratching the surface. Mm. So if you haven't guessed already, the theme week is bikers. Bikers, every kind, male, female, hairy, not hairy, uh, female once. <laughs> and of course, the black exploitation theme always comes back. Yes, definitely. Indeed, I mean, some of them we've already uh, had on cult picks, but we really want to mention them and highlight them so you, you'll discover mm -hmm. them. But there's a whole bunch of new films. Um, well, many of them, of course, courtesy of Something Weird Video. Thanks, yes. Lisa. And what I love about the fact is that these are some of the most obscure in a collection that has some pretty obscure titles. Yeah. Because... Not only, I mean, they didn't pop up on IMTB. Yeah. I doubt they'll register on Letterboxd. There was no production year, director, or no. posters for them. No posters, no stills. Very, very uh, hard to find films, I would say. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so happy that they exist. You always thought that IMDB was, you know, the Bible of, of all films ever made, but no. No. There are films too obscure even for MTB, but never too obscure for cult picks. Exactly, yeah. And, and the funny thing also with some of them is that they only clock in at about 55 minutes. Yes, because, you know, you got to speed through it. There's mm. 
people but know. yeah but it, it it's so great that that uh, bikers have been used for so many purposes in in films and and uh, obviously starting out with the youth revolt uh and we're not talking 1968 but no the the, the very beginning was of course um Marlon Brando and and uh, the whole style that he wore in the wild one became like the benchmark for a lot of a lot of youth culture in back in 1953 yeah I and know. obviously and i sort of envy it as that a rock band needed to take the name black rebel motorcycle club because hmm. that's the club in the film and it's such a great great name yes but it's more than it's it's the leather jackets it's the you know yeah. the t-shirt the cap t-shirts bikes, the caps yeah the kick-ass attitudes the sort of the hair yeah. everything and, but I, I i what i like best about the film though is that it was super sort of uh anti-establishment yes and the, and the kids were listening to the jukebox at this cafe yep. and they were playing jazz <sighs> so it's not like rock My and roll God. or not even bill haley you know had no, started no, no. out with rock around the clock by then but this is jazz and that was dangerous for the for the adult you know <laughs> generation yeah see, so i can, kind of love that but so yeah if you think about a rebel without a cause james steen and, and marlon brand of the wild one i mean they were the really two kind of films of the 50s that wouldn't say stuck up a finger to the establishment but definitely challenged you know the established world order of, yeah but it took another you know around 13 years until the genre really exploded and it was basically and this is kind of interesting it was basically roger corman with the wild angels mm. 66 and then it was of course easy rider in 69 and easy rider was of course considered an art house film but yes. both films shared some actors mm. like peter fonda so yes. um kind of interesting but the wild angels really spawned something and obviously hell's angels as a real phenomenon they were out there they were dangerous they they did invade villages and towns and and wrecked havoc on everything so it it was a real you know kind of a problem for society yes never mind the rolling stones Mm, yeah yeah yeah. they kept showing up at the concerts yeah and and unfortunately the stones used them as security on that faithful fateful concert where people actually died you know, who thought so that was horrible. a great idea? Hell's Angels, yeah. hire them for security. <laughs> so that that I think that is sort of the the, the yeah the introduction to this theme because we don't have any of those films because they are no. you know with big companies. Yeah, they're too mainstream. I mean, I know you say Easy Rider, Art House, and it was low budget and and mm. it did rewrite Hollywood in terms yeah, of you know. Yeah. Yeah, so we with it. we are jumping straight to the year after uh, the Wild Angels, and that's the Devil's Angels, which is also American International Pictures, uh, Roger Corman's company, uh, who wanted to you know sort of piggyback on the first film and get even more dough. But it was a success, but it was not as big as the first film. No, but it has one great thing about it, which is the lead, John Cassavetes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of incredible that he did so many sort of both B-movies and horror movies. And then uh, he turned out his very special style of directing with a, a woman under the influence of films like that. Yes. Uh, and the, which are very slow films, I would say. True, true. How, but, the way they are portrayed, you know, but... 
But he I think you, most people remember him from Rosemary's Baby, uh, maybe from The Dirty Dozen, and uh, my one of my favorite films, Brian De Palma's The Fury. Mm. And he does have an incredible intensity, which comes through here, and he he never gives a lazy performance. He never calls it in. I mean, you, you do believe him in this. So fun to think of him as sort of, on the other hand, the art house director, and here giving it all as sort of the lead of, uh, you know, bad motorcycle gang the skulls yeah and i love the names of of these gangs we will we will come back to that in 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 the other films they they all are naming the the biker gangs with fantastic names i really enjoy that Mm. and of course this film has one of the great great taglines oh yeah violence (laughs) is their god and they hunt in a pack like rabid dogs yes who wouldn't want to see that I would. Mad Mavericks. They've broken out of our world. Untamed. Unwashed. The destroyers. Terrorists to be feared. Any girl who joins them can expect anything. What's interesting to me is, if you think about it, is how much Easy Rider has come to overshadow almost every other film in this genre, apart from maybe the wild one, of course, historically. Mm. But I can't think of any other genre where one film dominates so much. You know, if you if you said, yeah, yeah, maybe sci-fi and you know Star Wars, although not really, um, horror, thriller, whatever. Mm. Yeah, it it towers so much that it, it almost obscures every other film. You'd be yeah, hard pressed. Yeah, all the challengers have a, a bunch of iconic titles. Yeah, and there are some great titles here, but it is interesting that um, this one is just so big. Yeah. Um, but like you said, not a, not the first one, not the last one. And obviously, after it came out, there was a flood of attempts or a flood of cheap imitations. Some better, yeah. some worse. Um, one of which was 1971's The Hard Ride, which tried to straddle several genres on top of the biker one as well. So we had, of course, very topical because it also touches upon it. It's very much about the Vietnam War. Yeah. And racism. And racism, yes. So it's it's a brave attempt to try to you know fuse those two where you get a, a vietnam veteran who promises that he's going to take care of uh his um the motorcycle which belongs to his uh black buddy who dies and the white girlfriend and then he ends up having to fight both biker gangs and cops yep. so it's it's a real social statement kind of a biker film uh, or at least it's trying to be Definitely. And this is 1971. So it's all those topics were really current issue at that time. Yeah. But then again, I suppose, you know, although it wasn't directly Vietnam War and an easy rider, but yeah, very much they, they realized they had to be, you know, engaged with, you know, yeah. the current generation. Now. No! Yeah, I know what you mean! Thanks, you're 
say those were the two mainstream films of of this week's theme or this week's theme of biker films because now we're going into obscurity with uh, three films made in florida and of course you know that florida is famous for <laughs> its oranges and its sunshine but there was quite a lot of exploitation movies made in in florida in the 60s and 70s oh and florida's weirdness yeah mm. that's why they have the concept of florida man oh yeah but uh yeah definitely one for obscure uh biker films so let's start the ride with savages from hell 1968 and uh, we must read aloud the liner notes from something we had video which basically say it all Bikers, beach parties, body painting, death by a dune buggy, interracial <laughs> lust, and a good old-fashioned cat fight. You know? Yep. And it's from the people who brought you the wonderful Shanty Tramp. Yeah. Exactly. And it's and Kay Gordon Murray, after this, made this Santa Claus movie, which is for little kids. So oh, I forgot about one that. One of those exploitation producers that are all over the place. Is no genre sacred to them? No. <laughs> as long as you can make money, they are not. Um, so this is about a Cuban immigrants who basically want to better themselves and avoid the kind of bean-picking fate of their parents. And so via a local service station, a garage mechanic, um, you know, they help to get up in life. And especially Teresa, hoping to become crowned queen of the swamp buggy races. Who doesn't? Which girl doesn't grow up, you know, dreaming of, dreaming you know. <laughs> Forget once you pass the princess phase, that's when you want to become queen of the yeah. swamp buggy races. Yeah, but unfortunately, she has the hearts for High Test, who is the leader of a local motorcycle gang. And his jealous girlfriend doesn't like that. So there's a cat fight, and um, then um, there's a lot of trouble around that garage and mm. with Marco, the mechanic. So uh, there's kidnappings, there's violence, there's uh, abuse. You know, it's a biker film. <laughs> biker gang in the next film because they are called the aliens yes nothing science fiction about it but nope. yeah and here we are back into another theme that we did a theme week for a couple of months ago which is the mondo movie ah yes because this is the documentary they just skipped the whole thing with actors and just filmed things in real life and it's trying to make uh, just like the film we talked about before, trying to make a statement, anti-government, anti-establishment, anti-Vietnam War. And so it's both about bikers and about hippies and about mm. rock concert. Uh, but I think the biker part is the most interesting thing with it. Yeah, it's a self-described documentary of love. That's what they say. Um, and one of the best things about it is, of course, the... Uh, the narration or more like a rant mm. and it's uh, quite often unintentionally hilarious it's it just tries to be 
everything of the era. Yeah, um, and also the biker gang's dialogue when they are discussing, philosophizing about life is pretty pretty funny. Mm. And uh, we follow them. It's very graphic. I mean, it's it's very true to to what they did. They just shot them in their natural habitat, yes. in their squalid headquarters at a weekend <laughs> beach party and at a clubhouse. Yeah, it's just so much cheaper to do it that way than having professional actors or you know having to yeah. come up with dialogue in advance. Um, although, having said that, respect goes to um, Tom Casey who did write. Um, you know, the narration for it. And he went on to direct the following year, I think it was um, one of my favorite films, at least as far as titles goes, uh, which is uh, Sometimes Aunt Martha Does Dreadful Things. Can't beat that. No. That's great. And also the director, Harry Kerwin, is uh, a name, not a household name, but it's a name we recognize from Cult Picks because he uh, directed the film Girls Come To which yes. we have on Colpix. So that's that's also pretty cool. Um, so we have chosen to listen to a little bit of the uh, infamous narration voiceover. Man and machine, a new lifestyle, something to worry about as man runs on the thin edge of losing his soul to the gearbox of the axle. Something primitive and terrifying is happening. steel and concrete jungle of the big city, a tribal group survives. The one percenters. These are the motorcycle freaks. Thinking on a tangent here, and before we get on to the next title, because it inspired me, we do have kind of related films on cult picks as well, um, although they're not technically biker films. So for the Swedish goes, Raga Gänget. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which very much inspired by the Marlon Brando kind of, you know, attitude. Def- definitely. And also the film Susanne, which is a Swedish film. They are also all about the greasers or rockers, but they are not driving motorbikes. They are driving big American cars. Exactly. So it doesn't qualify. And then, of course, we have the road safety warning films. Some of the most graphic things you can see on cult picks most of which are accidents on uh, cars, on highways. But there are a few motorcycle ones in there. So that's for any true. Re- that's, that's actually one of the few that I, I have to fast forward through because <laughs> I can't bear those operation scenes. Yeah. yeah. And same as Suzanne. Yeah, they're meant to be kind of graphic and gruesome for a reason. Yeah. Not to be enjoyed. And I, li- I think that's a nice segue into a title called Road of Death. Yes. You talk about accidents. And what I didn't realize until reading again the brilliant line notes from Something Weird is that there is a present Hollywood um, connection there in terms of the two lead actors who, um, Carol Connors, who was also in The Erotic Adventures of Candy, and Jack Birch are supposedly, maybe, the parents of teen starlet Thora Birch. Yeah. Who was in the American who's Beauty? Who's been in a bunch of yeah, exactly in American Beauty, yeah, and um, and th- this is a rumor, but as I always say, never check on a good story. No, no, we're just going to put this out there. <laughs> Definitely. So um, anyway, 
Um, so it was another film that was um, shot in Florida. Um, no, sorry, I'm being mistaken. Yeah, this is a Florida one too. We're still in Florida. We yes, are indeed. indeed. Yes. Yeah. Only because um, Miss Connors and known for the Naughty Nurse and Deep Throat was also shot in Florida uh, yeah. the year before. So she's a good girl. And so has a boyfriend uh, called Frank. He's a guitar player in the Joe Banana thing. That's a really shitty band name. Yeah. It I should have been say. Electric Banana Band. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to stick a banana in for band. And they are name. friends with Joe Banana. <laughs> they are indeed. Um, so it all gets a bit complicated, but the four of them are living together. Um, um, but they don't just live in uh, the same house, but they have sex in the living room in front of each other. So it's all gone very Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice yeah. style in the same. Yeah. But hey, it was 70s. 1973, that's the way people lived. Everyone. Everyone. Yep. Except my parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I refuse Maybe mine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But here, and I think this is also a trope in, in, in many uh, biker films that is, is sort of a... Um, I would say a, a, a nice little picnic or a little nude swim or something that t- turns ugly when the bikers show up. Mm. And this is exactly what's happening here to to these two poor couples who get involved with these horrible bad boy bikers. Mm. Terrible, terrible. even deeper down the rabbit hole of obscure films yes and these are three films from something weird videos line of uh, films for the uh, dragon art theater and these are the ones that we don't know the director's name or even the year it was produced we're guessing sometime in the early 1970s but Mm. um we could be wrong and the posters were impossible to find, so I'm sure they must have just played on a loop. Probably, yeah. And the they are program. all around one hour long. Um, and and I think that the first one is, is maybe one of the most interesting ones, because it's actually not one film, but it's two films. <coughs> so they, uh, they took, uh, well, uh, they took a, an R-rated biker film, Mm-hmm. And they added hardcore uh, clips from another film. So the biker film, the original 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 film was called Sinner's Blood, mm-hmm. and uh, and the, the naughty bits were edited in from a film called Kim Comes Home with the with the lovely Renee Bond. So if you add Sinner's Blood to Kim Comes Home, you obviously get Hard Riders. Hard Riders. And I love the fact, and we we do love the 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 sort of way film titles come together for for hardcore films because we just talked about the film the hard ride yes and then of course they had to make the hard make the hard riders yes you could do ride harder and 
there's there's a lot of permutations still to be had from this. Yeah. And this one has a little interesting underlying theme of of uh, um, I would call it bi curiousness or just plain gay. Yep. But it's a biker who's sort of fond uh, fond of his fellow biker. Mm-hmm. Yes. And gentry. as in most of these films, they they don't make a big fuss about that. No. And if in modern modern academia terms, they were very transgressive. And, exactly. But, but really, they were just, you know, they were open before, you know, all of the current fo- vogue for that. Yeah. And of course, they are throwing in a keyhole peeping voyeur in the whole mess. And uh, it's just full of jump cuts and close ups of, of sweat soaked faces. Mm. Uh, very disturbing film. In terms of... Um, names you'll actually recognize seeing that we don't know who the director was uh the first of two films in the biker genre hardcore obscure biker genre uh featuring renee bond exactly yeah because he's also in bad bad gang yes um and this one is very very similar to the one we just talked about there's uh a couple of nice people it's jane it's eve Eve. And their husbands, Cain and Abel. Somebody's been reading their Bible. Yes, because they are also going to the Garden of Eden campsite. Oh my God. Does... So it's biblical, biblical, biblical. And of course, they meet with the bad, bad gang called the Cobras. Which is a cool name for a biker gang. Definitely. It's really cool. And here they are get, you know, they get uh, attacked, they get abused, they get involved in many different ways mm. with these I mean, bastards some, i know but somebody's really got this whole thing mixed up or s- slept through sunday school about you know cain and abel evicted from the garden of eden campsite okay eve yes jane jane <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's more me tarzan me, yeah thing, exactly you know? mm. or th- th- there's a third testament we haven't read it could be with but the also, holy jane <laughs> And then there's a biker named Hambone. Yep. Again, that sounds like a cartoon character. (laughs) What's he doing in there? And of course, there's just also reading again from the liner notes, a pair of flaked out beatnik biker dykes. I was going to say, I have to put quotation marks around that these are not our takes on it. These are the official (laughs) linear notes from it. And speaking of which, and in these times that we live in, I think we should really listen to the the, the trigger warning uh, slash disclaimer <laughs> here about these films, which was issued and screened in front of the films uh, by the oh, management yes. of the Dragon Art Theater. Good evening, here ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Dragon Art Theater. Before the program starts this evening, however, a word of warning and caution. The films you are about to see are adult motion pictures, rated X. If you do not understand what an adult motion picture is, or if you would be offended by frank and intimate scenes, then we urge you not to view these motion pictures. If these kind of scenes and films would offend you, then we urge you not to purchase a ticket to the Dragon Art Theater. However, if you, like many of our friends and customers, enjoy the very finest in adult motion pictures, you will find them shown weekly at the Dragon Art Theater. Then we have the third and last of these uh, 
sex-infused uh, biker films? And why use your imagination when you can call a film sex bikers? You know, it's it does what it says on the tin. Yep. Snakes on a plane, sex bikers. Don't beat about the bush. Uh, sadly, not starring Rene Bond. It would have been a great biker Bond trilogy. Mm. But a fa- uh, very, very uh, fa- big favorite of ma- from male porn stars, Jamie Gillis. Oh, I thought you were going to say Vanessa Del Rio. Well, she's a favorite female star, but Jamie Gillis is a, he seems to be a, a very nice guy, as mm. far as I hear. He's, he's still going to conventions. Okay. And uh, here he is the leader of the motorcycle gang, The Pigs. Yeah, which is and, okay name. Yeah, but I mean, gang. Pigs, to me, that's the cops. Yeah, that's true. And the so hogs. It's, kind of, it's hog that you ride, isn't that, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Vanessa Del Rio. And, uh, you know, I don't know how to put this <coughs> any other way than reading from the liner notes. So it's not me. It's don't, liner shoot, notes. don't shoot the messenger or the piano player or whatever. Mm. Among her many talents, Vanessa pulls a steel chain out of her vagina like a magician pulling a handkerchief out of a hat. Hmm. I want to yes. see that. I <laughs> I have not gotten around seeing sex bikers yet, having, you know, been distracted with this COVID thing. But yes, I was wondering how we were going to mention this rather interesting. Well, I was just quoting, you, you know, it's, it's a dirty job, but someone has to do it. Yeah. Um, apparently things get even more harebrained when uh, Bobby Astor shows up with his uh, trademark wisecrack. So... You know, yeah. how do you how do you follow up something like you know Vanessa pulling that rabbit out of the hat proverbially? Well, um, and he's like the the Woody Allen of porn, Bobby Astor. So yeah, so of course he has to be there. Yeah, yeah, crack it wise. Um, so sex bikers again. You know, you'll get through it in a brisk hour, if that. Mm, yeah, and then we have a whole bunch of films that have been up already on cult picks and we are doing them chronologically and maybe we should do every second one what do you say say about that no i think oh, okay what we each take turns yeah yeah i think so Go for so it. starting off with teenage devil dolls 1955 it's a sort of quasi documentary style teenage crime drama um cassandra smokes weed she should have been doing her homework and she falls in with a biker gang that's all I'm going to say. Sounds good enough to me. Fast mm-hmm. forward 11 years and we've got Girls from Thunderstrip. And the cast itself is a kind of a who's who of 60s exploitation um, led by uh, Jody McCrea. Mm. And so it's also interestingly that um, it kind of rides on hot on the heels of the Wild Angels but um, directed by David L. Hewitt. And it's a weird kind of psycho killer, um, backward beauties, bike horror thriller played for laughs. And yeah, like it's action slash comedy. Yeah. And 10 murders, no less. Spoiler. But wow. yeah. And at the same time, speaking of good music, um, all set to a great uh, banjo music soundtrack. Um, Steve Martin's favorite. That's right. Then we have the Acid Eaters from 68, and um, the Acid Eaters here is actually the uh, the, the biker gang. Um, but they are, I would say, we, we, we used to say diaper punks about punks who, who dressed up as punks in the weekend. 
I would say these were diaper bikers because they are working nine to five jobs in the weeks and then they start taking drugs and and go crazy as bikers on the weekend mm. and it should be mentioned that it features uh none other than alex dorenzi both mm. in a starring and a directing capacity and of course that's we've got true. other of his films whether it's we documentary or more hardcore stuff on context yeah you're right what about that Ride Hard, Ride Wild. Didn't we have a hard rider? 1970. <laughs> um, a unique oh, yeah. bike film in that it's a Danish bike. I was going to say Danish bike. No, it's Danish bike films. Um, but it was uh, released by the um, importer from the Swedish I'm Curious Yellow. And so they were looking for a big kind of, you know, another naughty North European title. Um, that would pull the punters in. And so they thought, aha, Easy Rider is popular. You know, Scandi Sin is popular. Ride Hard, Ride Wild, Danish Biker Sin. That'll get them in. Mm. Um, we don't think that it was really directed by who it claims it was directed by. It was most likely Lee Frost. Yeah, under the name of Elov Petterschons. Yeah, it's all these fakey Scandi names. Yeah. So we're... We remain doubtful. This is from 1970. And another film from 1970, which we covered in our black exploitation theme, is Black Angels, where you have white motorcycle gang versus black motorcycle gang. And that can never end well. No. So it's kind of absurd, um, semi authentic, but it still has some, you know, ass kicking action. Mm. And we conclude with probably one of the more most mainstream films of the lot definitely not obscure so this one's called hollywood man aka death threat yep. about a film crew that is struggling to complete a motorcycle stunt epic because the mob keeps threatening to sabotage it you know asking for money and wouldn't you know it there's a psycho biker gang again Yes, they what love, are the they odds? To, yeah, they love to pair that word <laughs> psycho with bikers. Yeah, you never hear about the kind of vegan pro-Jesus. Bikers for Jesus. They don't get there, their there dues. Are, there's probably a gang like that, I'm sure. Of course there are. I, yeah. I, I happen to drive past them. In fact, it's not too far oh, north of Sweden. Really? Yeah. yeah, no, believe me, bikers for Jesus is a thing. Yeah. And we we had uh, <laughs> at a screening with Club Super 8, Many, many years ago, maybe 20, 25 years ago, we had a deaf uh, motorcycle gang coming to one of our screenings. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, they can really rev it up. Definitely, yeah. And in Hollywood Man, I love the fact that the lead role is played by William Smith, but he was never, ever William Smith in Sweden. He was always no. William Falconetti Smith. Really? Because he was in the, in the TV series Rich Man, Poor Man. Oh, he was the bad, bad, bad guy there. So he he always had that that uh, little nickname in the middle, so people would know who he who he was. Stereotype, yeah, or yeah. you know, pigeonholed for life. Poor Bill. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course, uh, adding on a, as a little bonus, we have the Swedish film Motor Cavalier, Motor Cavaliers. Yes, which is not really a gang film, but it's about motorcycle racing. Yes, I think we'll include that. You know, mm. not all motorcyclists have to be psychos. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, now, this is a very friendly one, I would say. 
Exactly. So we cater to every taste. Definitely. Including the nice bicyclist. Now, before we end, we should say that if anybody's watching any of these biker films and they're an expert on bikes and like the sound isn't actually the same motorcycle, it's like a different year model from what it is in the film, you know, don't don't write and complain to us, you know. You literally get those kind of people on television mm. who say, you know, well, that plane was, you know, a Fokker 38, but the engine sound was a completely different year from two years earlier. Yeah, so I won't watch that movie because it's no, completely you ruined it. unplausible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that a lot when I was uh, the... the editor-in-chief of a, of a film magazine as well it's like yeah but that's not an ak-47 there sh- they shoot with but it's the sound from another machine gun or whatever yeah mm. it's the magic world of films Love so. yeah and as we said there are so many biker films and and one that we missed out on is for instance sleazy rider so we hope to come back to the biker theme again and add more goody goody stuff with psycho bikers well it's a good one to have had finish uh, the year on. We've got one more genre to go that'll see us into the one year anniversary. Mm. Um, I should say, because it is the anniversary coming up, and we're going to talk about this more, but again, um, thank you to everybody who's been not just listening to the podcast, but become members as well, and the many supportive comments. We've seen a real uptick recently. I think we're seeing people finding us because of the fact that we're now on just watch and play pilot and letterboxd yeah yeah that means a lot so welcome to all of you newbies welcome to the cult and to you longtime members you know stick with us there's more to come yeah and also we have since a few uh, theme weeks back we are also now adding a spotify list with themes, well, themed with the the theme of the week. So we do have a biker list up on Spotify this week. Which you find the link to at the bottom of the line notes for this podcast. Um, As I usually forget to say, if you do listen and enjoy the podcast, please rate us, review us, you know, make it easier for other people to find it. Yeah, and don't forget that you can also review and write about the films underneath every single film on Cultpix. That's true. All these added features and more features coming next year or in the coming months. But we're not going to talk about that more. We're going to save some stuff for the next podcast. So for now, before we ride off into the sunset, that's all for me for this week with your host, Django Nudo. And the Smart Tubber.